Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Tuesday morning, St. Louis. And all parts, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, on kevinslaytonshow.com. We're glad you're with us this morning for the ride. Our phone line, our phone line is always open for you, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. This is where you come every day for the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Now, you won't find that everywhere, but you'll find it here every day. Of course, if you miss the live show from 7 to 9 Central Time, you can hear the podcast right here on our website. Also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and other places where you might hear podcasts. We're on all of them. A couple of days off for a refresher visit uh, to some family, and now we're back at it. And of course, every time I leave, even for a day, something dramatic happens, and we've got this lawsuit against the whistleblowers filed by the most transparent presidency ever, according to Biden, when he was running. And yet they won't turn over bank records. They won't turn over all kinds of different things that they've simply been asked to turn over. And now they come back at the whistleblowers. Folks, there are whistleblower statutes that protect the whistleblowers. This is nothing but witness intimidation through and through. It's all it is by the thugs that run Washington. And, boy, we've got some thug talk to get into today. But I want to tell you how to not be a thug. And that's get your can of Monster Energy drink every morning. All you need to do to take on the day is grab that can of Monster Energy drink, down it, and you're ready to go. An extra punch of energy for you. You've got improved focus for that big meeting you're about to attend. You're going to be the star. And why wouldn't you be? Because this brings out your best. When you're alert and when your energy is at a high level, you bring out your best. And that's what Monster Energy drink helps to do. You can't beat it. And if you... Talk about all of the sporting events and the concerts they uh, sponsor when they bring those to your hometown. It's a party. It's what they do. They make their events fun. But more importantly, Monster Energy Drink keeps you going. So big golf tournament today or golf round today. It's going to be a little bit cooler, but it's still going to be hot. You need that Monster Energy Drink to get it going. I know it works for me, and I use the sugar-free Monster Energy Drink. That's the best. For me, it works for me. Just 10 calories, can't beat it. Nice, cool fall morning. Getting ready to go out and play golf. Get your energy going. Shoot shoot under 80. Break 80 today. Monster Energy Drink can help you do that. Well, the thugs are everywhere. I talk about sports, and the thugs, of course, are on the football field in every university. It's gotten out of hand, really. It's very difficult between the NFL and the college game to watch my favorite sport anymore, college football. It's hard to watch. The thug element has taken over. The playground crap that goes on, all the mouthing off, 
all the cheap shots. Referees are cowards in football. Administrators are more cowardly than the referees. Nobody throws anybody out of games anymore. They got a guy thrown out in in Colorado Saturday night from Colorado State. There is no question that their coach, Norvell, with his mouthing off against Deion Sanders earlier in the week, encouraged the kind of thug football we saw Saturday night. It was difficult to watch. Colorado State players were clearly intent on injuring, and I mean intentionally injuring, Colorado players. They did so. They sent one to the hospital on a cheap shot that the guy was kicked out for. But five or six players should have been kicked out. Another was kicked out later. Two were gone. At least five should have been gone, and the coach should have been banished, and the coach should be investigated now by the NCAA, which is a joke. And Colorado State should be forever embarrassed to send a football team on the field with that thug coaching other thugs because that's what they are. They're criminal thugs. Any of that on the street would result in a long jail sentence. And then you had to watch it again over the weekend if you watched any NFL football. The thug down at Missouri, the chief thug, Luther Burden, that Missouri fans will Google over because he actually gained over 100 yards finally as a receiver. You could count on one hand the amount of times he's done that in his career there, and he's in his second year. A quarter of the way through his second year. And there's a viral video that's gone out now, but you won't hear anything done by the University of Missouri of this thug after the game, clearly not knowing how it feels to win a game because he's hardly ever been there, dropping one F-bomb after another at the Kansas State sideline. The players are walking off the field. He runs over to the Kansas State sideline, starts MFing them, telling them to get the F out of his house, his house, I might add, F you, F this, People from Missouri are trying to get him away, but that unintelligible thug couldn't shut his big, profane-laced mouth. And nothing will be done at Missouri, I promise you. Do you think he'll get a one-game suspension against Memphis next week? Any team that's worth a darn could beat Memphis in their sleep. So you don't need Burden if he's so great. That's an easy suspension. That's an easy call for a coach if he has an ounce of integrity. An ounce. I'm certain that the hillbilly in charge at Missouri has zero integrity. We learned that by his post-game comments ripping into the fans. You finally get a sellout at Columbia. You, Because the coach is an idiot, you're about to lose the game, or at least go into overtime because this imbecile got a delay of game penalty late in the game. Pushes Missouri back five more yards to make a 61-yard field goal. <laughs> Almost a prayer as opposed to a realistic chance. But Harrison Mevis, who misses from much shorter distances, somehow kicks it through, and Missouri wins in spite of their stupid coach. What does this guy do? He goes into his news conference after the game and rips into the fans for booing Brady Cook, the quarterback. I've got news for Drinkwitz, or drink shits. These players are now professionals, all right? They're no longer college kids. They're professionals making millions of dollars in many cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars in most cases. And that includes your quarterback, who profits from a generous NIL deal from Emos Pizza, multiple franchises owned by his own father. If people want to boo with the kind of money they're being charged to come to these rotten games, they have every right to boo. But drink shits, the coward that he is, rips the fans after the game. This university is so embarrassing, it needs to be shut down. 
Until they change everything at that school, just shudder it. I hold two degrees from that school, and I've never been more embarrassed in my life. You've got a thug hillbilly football coach who promotes thuggery, who glorifies the thugs on his team. He had just finished hugging that thug Luther Burden, so you know he was within earshot and he heard it all. Not one comment did he make about his own player, but he rips into the fans. This guy should be fired today if Burden's not dismissed from the team, which would actually show that you have some character at that university, certainly suspended from the team, to send a strong message to the rest of the players, this conduct won't be tolerated. But Hillbilly Boy is so afraid, oh, I've got to have my Luther Burden. Luther Burden hasn't shown anything thus far in his career at Missouri. He's been a less-than-average receiver. He should be an easy suspension, but it won't happen. In fact, I can promise you he won't even comment on it. Because in order to comment on it, some reporter is going to have to bring it up. And the media in this town and in this state is so petrified of its own shadow. <laughs> Excuse me. So busy glorifying a team that beat a, what will I believe end up being a very nondescript Kansas State team. This isn't the Kansas State of a year ago. That was on clear display Saturday. So we tip our hat to Missouri for winning the game. And then we look and see what all happened as a result of their immaturity, their tolerance of thugs, and it disgraced the entire university if, in fact, you can still shame the University of Missouri. I don't know that you can. I think they've reached such a level of wokeism that they're almost impossible to shame anymore. But that's what went on down there. Then you had the Colorado-Colorado State game, which is one thug move after another. Dion's going to have to get a hold of his players. They weren't the ones throwing the thug cheap shots, but they were the ones who can't stop running their mouths. After every single play, it's mouth, mouth, mouth. Rather than take a cheap shot at one of the Colorado players, I probably would have punched one of them. And that's what needs to happen. And Dion needs to get that. It's one thing for him to be a character. It's one thing for him to promote the team the way he does in his own way, and I get a kick out of it. It's another thing for his players to show nothing but low class after he talks about how he preaches discipline to them and and winning with class, and yet his players do not demonstrate those lessons. They're lost. They're falling on deaf ears. He needs to hand out some suspensions. And until you do, you have no control over these renegade thug players. Quit recruiting them. That's the number one thing. But they'll never do that. If a player can play, a coach will run over his mother to try to sign that player. He doesn't care about his character. He doesn't care about what he does, what he says, how he reacts. He doesn't care. As long as he can help the coach get a win and another million dollars. That's what college sports is today especially college football, but we got basketball coming up and it's not much better. It's just, it's just harder than ever to even watch a sporting event anymore. Wainwright won last night, his 200th win. He throws seven innings of shutout baseball against the Brewers. Now, if you want to make a case for professional sports being fixed, this was the game. Baseball wanted Wainwright to get 200 wins. The Cardinals were desperate for him to get 200 wins. Money, money, money. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Wainwright's ego was desperate for him to get 200 wins. 
And so what does Milwaukee do? They rest their best player, coincidentally, when Wainwright pitches. So, of course, the punch is gone from their lineup without Kristen Yelich, who is listed day-to-day. number of Milwaukee players were conveniently injured going into last night's game. So what they trotted out there was virtually a minor league lineup. And Wainwright got his 200 victory, and baseball's happy. You know, I look back uh, on the days when I was at Missouri, and I watched the football team play under Al Onofrio, and later under Woody Woodenhofer when I was in law school. And all I can tell you is you would never have seen those players, the Burden's, Burden's compadres at wide receiver, Henry Marshall, Leo Lewis. Do you think they would have ever acted like that? Well, we know the answer to that. The answer is no, because they didn't act like that. And they, both of them, achieved much more than Burden has achieved. But Burden has all the mouthers backing him, all the media mouths that back him and love him. And all of the NIL money going to his pockets from the father of Brady Cook, the quarterback, you know that alone should be cause for an investigation. This NIL thing is so dirty, it's so filthy, that if you're a kid like Sam Horn on Missouri's team, the backup quarterback, when drink shit said the competition was open, it was never open. Once Brady Cook's dad started paying L- Luther Burden and his own son this NIL money, it was over. Brady Cook was your quarterback. That's the integrity that Eli Drinkshits has. Now, I don't know. I was at a, a restaurant bar, a pub, watching the game Saturday, so I couldn't hear what when I couldn't hear any booing. But I'm assuming that there was some booing at the beginning of the game. There was some mouthing off at the beginning of the game. Missouri, right off the, off the get-go, uh, their team, which had gotten pounded a year ago by this very Kansas State team, Um, started the game out on the wrong foot. I mean, it's just, it's, it's sickening. The opening offensive play, Robinson was taunting a Kansas State player after tackle at the end, uh, to end the, uh, to the end of the game, right, right to the end of the game. It's just embarrassing stuff. But it never ends when you've got coaches who are cowards, who are petrified of their players, who would never discipline a player. Never. Isn't it odd that the only time a player gets disciplined is when a conference disciplines them? And Missouri will be fined hundred grand for the fans rushing the field. Now, I have mixed emotions about this rushing the field business. If you just beat a number one team in the country, that's one thing. Rush the field, go ahead. But part of me tugs at me and says, no, that's not right either because that's the player's sanctuary. It's not for the fans. The fans had nothing to do with the win. The fans showed up and cheered, whoop de doo but you beat Kansas State, a team that won't even win their conference, a team that was was ranked not in the top ten, not in the top five, certainly not number one, and you acted as though this was the, the, the national championship game. My question to Missouri fans is what more would you do if you had just beaten Georgia? You couldn't have done more, rushing onto the field. I half expect Missouri fans to rush onto the field if they lose a close game to a top team. 
So that was embarrassing. What are you rushing the field for? You didn't win anything. You won a game. It's not going to generate great headlines around the country. Oh, my God, Missouri knocks off defending national champion Georgia, or Missouri beats Alabama. Alabama's struggling this year. It's too bad they're not on the schedule. Missouri might have a chance. So the, the clear message at Missouri is you have no idea about class, about honor, about winning with respect. And this coach, who is so full of crap and so full of himself, is the worst thing that's happened to Missouri football in decades. And they've had some bad coaches. Barry Odom was terrible. This guy's worse. Because this guy's arrogance and lack of discipline screams. So those are my sports comments for the day. That's what I observed over the weekend, and it made me vomit. As a guy who loves college football, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I was turning the TV off every half hour. After about 30 minutes of that, you can't take it. Sickening stuff. But more sickening is what's going on in our country, of course. And one of the key issues of this upcoming election seems to be, at least the media wants it to be, I don't know if it really is, but the media is desperate for people to focus on abortion. Now, why would the media be desperate for people to focus on abortion? Because it's a liberal issue. That's why. And the media is loaded down with liberal insanity. So they want you to think that abortion and only abortion matters because everything that Biden has touched has turned to shit. So let's talk about abortion. We can't talk about the economy. We can't talk about inflation. We can't talk about gas prices. We can't talk about Ukraine. We can't talk about the southern border. We can't talk about your own 401ks or your pocketbook. We can't talk about political prisoners. We can't talk about impeachment inquiries. We can't talk about Hunter Biden. Let's talk about abortion. And that's all they want to talk about. So Donald Trump, who is always keen to sit down with enemy networks, and he did with NBC over the weekend, kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed about abortion. And he finally gave to what I consider the most cogent answer that any politician running for president could ever give. And I think it makes sense. It's realistic, despite what side of the fence you fall on. It's realistic. There is a number, and there's a number that's going to be agreed to. And Republicans should go out and say the following. Because I think the Republicans speak very inarticulately about this subject. I watch some of them, without the exceptions, etc., etc. I said, other than certain parts of the country, you can't, you're not going to win on this issue. But you will win on this issue when you come up with the right number of weeks. Because Democrats don't want to be radical on the issue. Most of them, some do. They don't want to be radical on the issue. They don't want to kill a baby in the seventh month or the ninth month or after birth. And they're allowed to do that. And you can't do that. Carpe diem, Mr. President. I think he's right. I think they're going to have to come up with exceptions. I've always wrestled with that. Um, I understand if a woman is raped or sexually assaulted and, and, and I suppose raped by her uncle, her great great uncle, her brother, whomever, and becomes pregnant, that that will always be a mental and emotional issue for her. I also know that women I know who've had abortions have regretted it for the rest of their lives. So 
I, I, it's hard to to get the right answer unless you stay strong with all life is precious. All life should not be terminated. Now, that's not a winning issue in this bizarre, strange country. But I think if you, if you use the exceptions, incest, rape, I think you'll get further. Because the country is too illiterate to understand, and this is the truth. You've got to, don't miss this point. This country is too illiterate to understand that overturning Roe versus Wade had nothing to do with banning abortion. Nothing at all. It simply gave the abortion question to the states where it always has belonged. In that interview, Trump had said, 52 years of having it wrong, it's finally where it's supposed to be. No abortions were banned. Your state might ban the abortion, but there's no federal ban on abortion because it's illegal. You can't have one. Just as you can't have a federal law that says abortion is legal, you can't have that either. Because it's not in the Constitution. So I think the wise course is what President Trump is advocating. There have to be some exceptions. And that may or may not go against your personal beliefs. But we're trying to be practical here. What's worse? Allowing exceptions for rape and incest and the like? Or destroying the entire country? Is the abortion issue with only the exceptions, and even that at a minimum weak number, as he's talking about, is that worth destroying the country over? Here's the thing. If you're a woman and you're you're one of these idiot women who run around saying, my body, my choice, well, you're an idiot because you have the choice. You can go to any state, if your state doesn't allow it, and get your abortion. Any state that allows it. That will not change. You can put a 15-week a, a deal on it. You can put exceptions into it. You can put all of that in there. But nothing's going to change. It's a state's rights issue. And there is no ban, so any woman who says that, get as far away from her as you can because she's illiterate and she doesn't know what she's talking about. This is a liberal issue. It's the only one they can hang their head on and scream and yell about and get some attention on. And the media will continue to push it. They're all baby killers. The liberals are all baby killers. They love to kill a baby. I think Trump's wrong. I think most liberals enjoy that right. I don't think there's any question about it. Or they wouldn't stand so strongly for it. Now, of course, what was Biden doing in the recent weeks and uh, over the weekend? Well, I think just listening to him, you'll be able to tell. I, uh, He's practically Jewish himself. I, uh, as you might say, raised in uh, the uh, synagogues of my state. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, I'm not. <clears throat> but back in Wilmington, Delaware, Bash Shalom was the home of countless friends for me. Involved in the civil rights movement as a kid in high school, I used to go down to the black church. I go to 7.30 mass. I'm a practicing Catholic. Then I go to 10 o'clock. And then we sit and plan what we're going to do in terms of D7. You think I'm joking. I'm not. I uh, 
I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community. MAGA Republican Congress also trying to do the progress we made to make it, make it, uh, uh, you know, look, what, what I was able to do in the, what they call the G7 among the NATO countries and European countries, I was able to get them all to agree and then around the world. You're going to pay somewhere between 20 and 40 percent less than those other countries. Same exact drug made by the same exact company. You just heard evidence of a lunatic. He's Jewish, he's Catholic, he's black, he's Puerto Rican, he's a screamer, and he's a liar. If that's not the definition of a psychopath, I don't know what is. That man is hopelessly mentally deranged. He is pathologically prone to lying. Every word out of his mouth is a lie. I've never seen anything like it. And that's the guy that some people will vote back in. There ain't any doubt about it. It's going to happen. There will be people that vote for him. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to win. I'm not predicting that, no. Ain't no way that's going to happen. I don't care who's in charge. He's not winning. But just listening to that, How frightened are you that he has a chance? And he does have a chance, not much. Keep in mind, the liberals can't believe that Trump leads in the polls by two points over Biden with all of the legal uh, shenanigans the liberals have tried to pull. Now they want, by the way, they want to silence his speech. See where Jack Smith has filed a motion that Trump can't talk about these cases on the campaign trail. This country is so mentally off its rocker with liberalism that that is scary, it's frightening, it is full of censorship, it is full of baby killers. That's what this country is all about until we take it back. They keep saying, you know, we have to support Ukraine no matter what it takes. I say we have to take this country back no no matter what it takes. They'll say, well, what what are you advocating insurrection i'm advocating whatever it takes if that's what it takes you bet your ass i am overthrow this government the constitution gives us the duty to do it when tyrants are taking over jack smith is one of the great criminals of all time shouldn't be allowed to get away with it he should he belongs in jail he has violated president trump's fundamental rights at every turn These are the kind of people who are running your country. And you're worried about whether somebody should be able to get an abortion because of rape. You're worried about the wrong effing thing. We've we've uncovered some more evidence of Biden's corruption. Now, keep in mind, the liberals keep saying there's no evidence. There are reams of evidence already displayed by James Comer and his group. But now we find out that back in 2014, Obama and Biden conspired to dispatch Biden to the island of Cyprus. Now, why? You would say, why Cyprus? What does Cyprus have? Why would Biden go there? And why would Biden make these comments in Cyprus? People have asked me, what's in this for the United States? 
I tell you, President Obama and I believe that Cyprus is a key partner in a challenging region. What they meant was, or what he meant was, Cyprus is the home to Burisma. And Cyprus was the home to Burisma then. Where's Burisma come into play? Of course, that's who Hunter's working for and shaking down the Ukrainian government for tens of millions of dollars that goes directly to, well, not directly, indirectly through shell companies, then into Biden bank accounts all throughout the family. That's what he was doing in Cyprus. Even he tried to head it off by saying some people wonder what's in this for the United States. And the answer was nothing. But what's in it for the Biden and Obama crime families? A lot. A lot. And all weekend long, we keep hearing, and all week previously, all these claims from Heels Up Harris in the past and repeatedly recently, Mayorkas in the past and repeatedly recently, LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, recently and in the past, and Biden as well. The border is secure. Remember how they said all this? I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. The message is very clear. The border is not open. The president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anybody else. He really has. My message is this. Do not, do not just show up at the border. There's no problem uh, if I go to Chicago. That was a Border Patrol agent talking to a migrant. He said, it's no problem if I go to Chicago. You go wherever you want. You're free. That, that's what the Border Patrol is telling these illegals crossing over. But you just heard Harris and Mayorkas and LBLL and O'Biden say that the, the border is secure. Don't even bother coming. Clearly, because they keep saying, we want to be clear. We're sending a clear message. We want to really be clear on this. But the clear truth is you're all lying. You knew the the border was open, and that was your message to the migrants. Keep coming. Because they sure didn't stop. Did you see the picture, the video of the train? This is a migrant train with all kinds of illegals all over the train as it steams toward the United States border, celebrating and screaming and yelling as if it was the 4th of July celebration. Well, for them it is. They get to waltz into the country, unfettered, untested for COVID, unmasked, and do whatever the hell they please. And if they're smart about it, they get their lodging paid for by the government, by you and me. And what do we do? We make Biden a close contestant for the presidency. 48 to 46, they say Trump leads. That should be 4 million to 6. The 6 being his family, since he's enriched them illegally. We are a nation of dumb shits, is what we are. Lazy, jarhead, dumb shits. That's what we are. Who will believe anything this corrupt government tells you. And now they're suing. By the Bidens are suing whistleblowers. Remember, the most transparent president in history, that's what he told us he would be, is now suing whistleblowers. 
His attorney, Abby Lowell, is probably the most corrupt mob-like lawyer in history, if Merrick Garland doesn't beat him out. Lowell filed suit against the whistleblowers. There are whistleblower statutes protecting whistleblower testimony. He knows he can't win. So what's he trying to do? He's trying to tell the rest of the potential whistleblowers who would come forward with information about the Biden crime syndicate to stay at home. Because if you do, I'll sue you. And if I don't win, I will financially break you. Because your attorney's fees will be outrageous. That's the kind of crime operation being run by the Bidens. And yet, he's losing just by two points. It's clear, unless you're mentally retarded, what's going on here. This is all about witness intimidation, all about whistleblower intimidation. It has nothing to do with a lawsuit or anything that these two IRS agents uh, that came forward did wrong. Because they did nothing wrong. But in Bidenville, they did everything wrong. They took on the Bidens. They got sick of the preferential treatment for Hunter Biden, despite all of his crimes. They got sick of the lack of indictments against Joe Biden for all of his crimes. And so they said, you know what? I'm going to do my constitutional duty as an IRS agent. I'm going to tell the truth. And they did. And the Bidens can't handle that. So they got to sue Abby Lowell, the disrespected thug lawyer that they have comes after two innocent people. Mark Lytle was a lawyer for Gary Shapley when he was giving his testimony. What is this lawsuit all about? This lawsuit is just a frivolous smear to try to, you know, block the whistleblowers or any potential whistleblowers from coming forward. There were no violations. The whistleblowers followed the statute. Congress wrote the law so that whistleblowers could come forward in a protected manner and shine the light on government misconduct. And that's what happened here. It's exactly what happened there. There isn't any doubt about it. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. And yet, here we have it. Suing these two men in order to break them financially. Whatever judge hears this case, and I'm sure that Abby Lowell and his web of corruption has set it up so that some liberal Obama or Clinton appointee or Biden appointee will hear the case. But any judge worth his robe, and not many are, but anyone who is should immediately dismiss the case and award attorney's fees for the two whistleblowers so that Biden has to pay. And that the money comes out of the Biden's account, not some donor And, of course, then they'll have to pay their attorney as well. That's in a real world, in a country that we used to live in. That's what would happen. But we don't live there anymore. People need to wake up to this reality. You do not live in the United States of America anymore. And if you don't wake up to that reality, you're going to get your ass fried in the process. Just so you understand. You don't live in that country anymore. You live in a fascist-run operation by criminals who are out to destroy you. They've already destroyed the country. They've destroyed the culture. They're, they're imprisoning you by the dozens, if you haven't been paying attention, for people who did nothing wrong. You don't live in a free country anymore. 
We once did. We once enjoyed all the freedoms the Constitution guaranteed. But liberalism and all of its mental disgust has taken it over. It is a mental illness. And sadly, half the country has contracted it. I don't worry about COVID. I worry about liberalism. Why would you worry about COVID? Liberalism is killing many more people. Trust me. It's killing dreams. It's killing financial uh, uh, people's financial portfolios. It's killing people in every possible way. And they love it. Liberals love to do this to people. It's a sick breed of person, buddy. James Comer, what are your thoughts on Biden suing the whistleblowers? Well, that's simply not true. Uh, The whistleblowers have protected whistleblower protection. Democrats in Congress used to care about that. They used to file bills and pass bills to protect whistleblowers and encourage whistleblowers to come forward. That's exactly what the two brave whistleblowers did who testified before my House Oversight Committee. But what we're seeing now in, in real life form is witness intimidation by the Biden legal team. They want to send a message to any other potential whistleblowers out there. Do not cooperate with the House Oversight Committee. Do not cooperate with this investigation or we will sue you and uh, see that you're liable and have to pay out your entire life savings for simply telling the truth. Carpe diem, James Comer. Chris Wecker, former assistant director of the FBI, can't believe that Congress has been made to do an investigation that the FBI should have done. He also pointed out that no investigation should ever take five years. And that's where we sit and counting in Hunter Biden's case. Oh, he's been indicted on a, on a gun charge. Where's the tax charges? This gun charge was something that we told you about when it was rumored that the indictment was coming. This is the one charge that they could nail Hunter with that wouldn't allow for discovery into Joe Biden's financial web of criminal behavior. All of the other charges would have. So this was the safe one. Uh, And the the Democrats will get up and take a bow that somehow they've, oh, look at us. We've allowed for Hunter to be charged, allowed. But really, we're the good people. We didn't try to hide it. Republicans are fighting President Trump's indictments, but we're not fighting Hunter. We're saying, Hunter, you goofed up. But make no mistake, it's a bogus charge that carries no penalties with it, and it doesn't allow open discovery into the Biden financial empire. The other charges would have. Chris Wecker, is this lawsuit against the whistleblowers intimidation? It is rank intimidation. They know there are other whistleblowers out there, and they want to deter anyone else from coming forward. But it's going to get really interesting here because when you juxtapose a civil case and a criminal case at the same time, well, you really open things up through the discovery process, and Hunter's got a lot to hide. So, I mean, I'm beginning to think he really just enjoys being in the spotlight here. Um, they may there there may be a side motive as well, and that is uh, they may be trying to make it look like any future indictments by the IRS or based on IRS investigations are is retaliation for this lawsuit, which nothing could be further from the truth. Well, the truth and liberals do not align, as we all know, right? I mean, when when's the last time a liberal told the truth? Never. Kind of that'd kind of be my guess. 
Never. It's not their specialty. Joseph Ziegler and Gary Shapley are the two whistleblowers who are being sued. And what are they being sued for? For this. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for chat, for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, falsely referenced on the wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. Prosecutors instructed investigators not to ask about the big guy or dad when conducting interviews. Investigators were not allowed to follow up on WhatsApp messages from Hunter Biden's Apple iCloud backup, where he suggested he was sitting next to his father. Wow, that's heinous stuff. Let's file a lawsuit against those guys. It's hard for me, and I guess it's because of my upbringing, and probably 55% of the country feels the same way. It's hard for me to wrap my head around People like Abby Lowell, who are such low bottom rent scum, such a rodent, that you could actually try to torture these two honorable men who've done nothing but come forward with the truth. It's, you know, if you notice, it's never been disputed. And as a result of telling the truth, people like Abby Lowell, the rodent who works for a rodent family, tries to ruin these two men and their polit- uh, their financial futures. In addition, of course, the big kahuna intimidating any future whistleblowers from coming forward against the Bidens. Now, you can come forward against Donald Trump if you want, but not the Bidens. Only the Bidens and the liberals file lawsuits against whistleblowers. Remember the same whistleblowers that they claim deserve protection when they came forward to talk about a phone call that President Trump made? Adam Schiff wanted those whistleblowers to get the utmost protection. So did Schumer. So did Biden. So did Clinton. They all did. But now they don't like whistleblowers because the whistleblowers are telling the truth about them, and they don't like it. In Trump's case, it was proven that the whistleblower was lying. In this case, it hasn't been. In Trump's case, Donald Trump protested vehemently that what they were saying was untrue. In this case, the Bidens have never said it was untrue. They just don't like it. They don't like that someone has honor and dignity as opposed to rodentism in their DNA. And they come forward with the truth about the rodent family and the rodent attorney. Somebody ought to dig into Abby Lowell's background and see what kind of crimes he's committed. Because I'll bet you my ass there have been some. My opinion, I don't know for sure. It's just my opinion. But that's my guess. And I guess based on the kind of person he is. He's a rodent. And he ought to be disbarred. If anybody's ever filed a frivolous lawsuit, this is it. This should be taught in law school all over the country if we ever get this country back that this is what we call a frivolous lawsuit. We don't need any other debate on it. We can throw a bunch of lawsuits out there and say, this looks like a frivolous lawsuit. This one is the epitome of a frivolous lawsuit. Brought by a political coward, Abby Lowell, for his cowardly clients, the Biden crime syndicate. They've even trotted out Liz Cheney, of all people, that 
empty carcass of a Republican political hack. To praise Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson and any other Republicans that go after Donald Trump. I think that anybody who is willing to to speak the truth, um, you know, uh, deserves um, deserves support. The way that I'm thinking about where we are and what has to be done is much less about you know what should I do in terms of am I going to be a candidate or not and. And much more about stopping Donald Trump, whatever that takes, um, but also helping to elect other good candidates, you know, down ballot. She's going to help other Republicans down ballot. There's not a Republican alive that wants her name associated with them. She's thinking of running for president. Please do. I need a good break in this nonsensical world we live in. I need a good comedic relief. And you would provide that. Please, you complete and utter moron, run for president so I can laugh as heartily as I do at Chris Christie and Asa Hutchison and all the other clowns that are on that dais when they have a debate. It's a joke. But she would be the biggest of the jokes. And she just can't stop lying. Stop Trump whatever it takes. She said, what, murder him? Assassinate him? She just can't stop lying. Uh, with the, the audio tape uh, that, that is out today as well, um, you know, that there's just simply no question that uh, he's unfit to be the president of the United States. And, um, you know, accountability really matters. Accountability uh, for those issues that we've now seen in terms of this indictment over the documents. Um, accountability for what he did on January 6th really matters. If um, and, and I say that I think the Department of Justice has done a good job in terms of um, the uh, prosecution and the convictions that they've obtained uh, for uh, hundreds now of the people who actually were in the Capitol, for the more senior people, for seditious conspiracy, for some of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers. I think it's fundamentally important that um, – not just the foot soldiers are held to account for what happened, but that accountability go all the way up to the top. And if it doesn't, uh, then then those things will happen again and we'll begin to see the republic unravel. They need to happen. Nothing happened on January 6th. They act like it was this, this horrible insurrection. What needs to happen is an insurrection. What needs to happen is a takeover of the government. That needs to happen. The Constitution holds us duty-bound. I'll repeat it every day. This woman is a danger to America. The good thing is no one pays attention to her. I love to expose her for the liar that she is. Do you hear the pride she took in talking about fellow citizens who are, have been arrested and sentenced for no reason whatsoever other than to advance her political career? So she thought. She thought wrongly. She's finished. She could go ahead and run as a Democrat, but she's finished as a Republican. I doubt any Democrats would trust her. Why would they? And yet that was an interview she sat down and did with the great Lester Holt, one of the all-time scumbags. Lester Holt, who protected the murderous cop in the Washington, D.C. Capitol Police, who killed Ashley Babbitt in cold blood. Lester Holt protected him with his 
I won't even call it an interview, with his defense of that cowardly, murderous cop. I, I personally would charge Lester Holt with conspiracy to murder Ashley Babbitt because he's defended this guy like he has. I'd throw the charge out there. Let me see him defend himself. Why don't you pay some exorbitant attorney's fees? I don't give a damn if the charge has merit or not. Let's charge everybody. You know who wins when this, this kind of liberalism takes over? The lawyers win. That's who wins. Nobody else. And we have LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, and Hakeem Jeffries, the utterly clueless, single-digit IQ moronic dope who the Democrats have put in charge of their House caucus, continually saying there's no evidence against Papa Bear. Republicans uh, in Congress, right, they have uh, spent all year investigating the president. That's what they've spent all year doing and uh, have turned up with no evidence, none. There is no facts in the record to suggest that President Biden engaged in wrongdoing. There are no facts uh, on the record to suggest that President Biden engaged in impeachable offenses. They're insane. But what else can you conclude when you hear that? We have seen in news conferences that Comer has had when they unveiled countless pieces of evidence, direct evidence. I would like for Hakeem Jeffries, of course, with a single-digit IQ, this is an impossible task, or the little black lesbian liar who's equally stupid, to make the case to the American public that 20 shell companies minimum Over 170 suspicious bank transfers, minimum, in the Biden family that resulted in riches being filtered to their family members, including grandchildren of Joe Biden. Explain that, please, to us. And then while you're at it, explain how it is that Joe Biden, on a salary of $175,000, can have three different mansions. Would you explain that to us? Could you explain to us the charged by the Ukrainian oligarch that he has phone conversations of Biden. Could you explain to us Biden's voicemail to Hunter Biden? Hey, bud, you're in the clear. I've seen the uh, article in the New York Times about to hit the stands tomorrow. Seems like you're going to be okay. What was he talking about? Remember, he's never spoken to his son about business. Please explain that to us, would you? Karine Jean-Pierre or Hakeem Jeffries? Go ahead, we'll wait. Can you explain the phone calls, the presence at meetings by Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's criminal associates, all of whom profited tremendously off of the brand, as Devin Archer called it, Joe Biden? Please explain the text messages that Tony Bobulinski made public, the phone calls, the emails. Please explain that. Hakeem Jeffries or Karine Jean-Pierre, two of the dumbest people God ever created. It tells me that God did want to create dumb people because if he created them, he intentionally created stupid people. I don't know why. I don't know what his reason was. I will never question the, the motives of the Lord. I just sit there and know reality, and reality is he created two of the dumbest people ever created. So explain any of that to us, if you will, since there is no evidence None, says Karine Jean-Pierre for evident, for emphasis. None. And Akeem Jeffries just keeps reading from a teleprompter. He's too stupid to write his own stuff. 
He's really a dumb guy. These are the kind of people that you vote into office. Would anybody sit there and listen to Hakeem Jeffries lecture them on anything? Now, Hakeem Jeffries got elected. She didn't, of course, but she bought her way in by sucking up to the Bidens. That's how people get in big positions these days. The little black lesbian liar has zero. She talks about zero evidence. She has zero qualifications to be in that job. Zero. Her predecessor, Saki Saki Saki, had zero qualifications to be in that job. Zero. It's incredible. Most cabinet members have zero qualifications. Well, I, I should say, you know, I misspoke on Jean-Pierre. I mean, she is a black lesbian, so she does have qualifications. I forgot. My bad. <laughs> it's kind of laughable, isn't it? So if you're a little black lesbian liar, those are your qualifications. That puts you in there. But she has nothing. She has a degree in public affairs, whatever that means. I don't think that means anything. What are public affairs? Things that Bill Clinton had? Possibly. Possibly. Fox Business News is having a an Hispanic uh, moderator along with two of their own moderators for the next Republican debate. I will guarantee you as we sit here today that that Hispanic moderator is liberal and will be on that moderation or moderator stage in order to undermine the vast majority of Hispanics who are moving to the Republican Party. That's what that person is there to do. You've got to give it to the liberals. They they run the Republicans like they're little puppets. As soon as the Republicans say no to something, the liberals start screaming, racist, you're a racist. And the Republicans are so petrified of hearing that word, even though it should make them feel proud. When I, If I'm called a racist by a liberal, I am proud because that means I have gotten to them. They have nothing to say to the points I've made, so they're now calling me a racist. That means I've won. And every Republican out there should be proud if they're called a racist by a liberal. Because the racists in this world are liberals. So be proud that you've gotten to them. They have no rejoinder to anything you've said. They simply yell racism. That's what they do. Hakeem Jeffries and Karine Jean-Pierre are really good at it. Kaylee McEnany, who was qualified for that job that the little black lesbian liar has now, is this constant lie-filled BS from Karine Jean-Pierre going to carry the day moving forward with all the evidence against Biden? And it's not going to carry the day by just repeating no evidence, witch hunt, 
which look, President Donald Trump would say witch hunt, but with a litany of points of evidence underneath to prove it was in fact a witch hunt. She has to go deeper into that binder. Those tabs need to get a little thicker, the impeachment tab, Ooh. because the three sentences, uh, the, the, the words being given to her are not enough. She's going to have to go point by point. We laid out on this show yesterday, 20 pieces of evidence. The House Oversight Committee says they have the phone calls, the dinners. She's going to have to get, get the wiser on this because the top line talking points aren't going to cut it in an impeachment inquiry going into next year. Uh, Carpe quadruple diem, Kaylee McEnany. She's good. She's real good. And she's spot on. The little black liar, lesbian liar, is going to have to increase the thickness of her binder of lies. Because the three sentences, I love that, the three sentences that she constantly repeats are growing old. Very old. Nancy Mace is a congresswoman. She went on ABC News with that liberal psycho Jonathan Carl over the weekend, and he kept claiming there was no evidence. Nancy Mace, have at him. The facts are everywhere. There are text messages. There are emails. There are witnesses. There are whistleblowers. There are meetings. There are phone calls. There are dinners. We are talking about bribery. And in the Constitution, I mean, Article 2, Section 4, I mean, that no, is the basis there, for impeachment. There, there's no evidence of bribery. Uh, it, there are witnesses. I mean, a, the 1023 and, form. There are, um, you know. And, and, and you've been investigating. I mean, you're, you're on the oversight. There is evidence. This guy ignores the 1023 form. He ignores the sworn witness testimony. <laughs> There's no evidence. <laughs> That's like saying Biden doesn't lie. Just keep saying it because you think we believe it. And you nonsensical liberals do believe it. James Comer, have you proven the Biden's committed crimes? We've proven uh, mountains of evidence that uh, this family has broken many laws, and that Joe Biden was front and center in these schemes. Front and center. Making trips to Ukraine, making trips to Cyprus. Front and center. That's where he stood. Amazing, isn't it? Now, Abby Lowell, the lawyer that we spoke about earlier filing the lawsuit against the two IRS whistleblowers, has called James Comer a liar because Comer simply requesting Hunter Biden's bank records. Abby Lowell wrote a statement, I would offer to sit with you and your staff to see whether Mr. Biden has information that may inform some legitimate legislative purpose and be helpful to the committee. You never responded to that offer. James Comer? The real story is we asked for bank records and he wanted to come in and offered to patronize and waste taxpayer dollars by tying up legal fees, wondering why we he couldn't understand why we were requesting him. He wanted to know the legislative intent when everyone in America knows that the Biden family's taken in over twenty million dollars from foreign oligarchs and they can't say a single thing they did to earn this money. So uh, if Joe Biden wants to do what he said he would do when he was running for president and be the most transparent president in the history of America, he can comply with our simple request. If he's innocent, then he'll make us look bad. But instead of complying with our request and being transparent with his personal finances, he set up a war room in the White House. He's suing whistleblowers who have bravely come forward to tell the truth about how they're credible investigation was obstructed and they continue to do everything in their power to obstruct this investigation. 
It's unbelievable. If you're innocent, dude, turn your stuff over. What are you hiding? They've already obtained bank records. They've already got you. But you're as guilty as sin. You know it. That rodent, Abby Lowell knows it. That liberal rodent. And so they'll continue to fight. They'll set up a war room. Biden was asked uh, as he wandered aimlessly on the White House lawn the other day by some reporter, what are your comments about the House beginning an impeachment inquiry into you? And he he grinned that stupid-looking grin of a mentally deranged person and then muttered, lots of luck. This arrogant, pompous ass really believes he's untouchable. He believes it. And you know why he believes it? Because he knows it. He's completely untouchable until Trump gets back in. And then he issued a statement on the impeachment inquiry. I don't know quite why, but they just knew they wanted to impeach me. And now the best I can tell, they want to impeach me because they want to shut down the government. I get up every day, not a joke, not focused on impeachment. Can anybody explain that to me, that statement? The Republicans, he doesn't quite know why, want to impeach him because they want to shut down the government. This guy can't even make a statement without saying not a joke. He knows he's lying at every turn, so he always has to add the qualifier. Oh, by the way, not a joke. (laughs) I know it sounds like a lie, but it's not a joke. Everything I say sounds like a lie, and the reason is it is a lie. Everything out of my life-filled rodent's mouth is a lie. Funny stuff, huh? We can get funnier for you if you want. Peter Strzok, one of the most disgraced FBI agents in the history of the Bureau, is still being courted by liberal networks to talk, believe it or not. Now he claims that we need a special FBI unit to protect FBI agents. Uh, well, in my opinion, we're not doing enough. I mean, look, when push comes to shove, the absolutely the FBI and DOJ need to band together and protect their personnel to allow them to do their job. They're going to do it, but they need to be able to do that without fear for their lives. When the FBI was fighting Al Capone, there was not a unit dedicated to protecting FBI personnel. When the FBI was fighting organized crime families in New York and all around the U.S., there was not a unit dedicated to protecting FBI personnel. Hey, Peter Strzok, here's a question for your corrupt ass. Who do we have, what unit do we have to protect us, everyday citizens, from people like you, FBI agents? Because FBI agents are the most criminal enterprise, largest criminal enterprise in our country right now. And don't give me this nonsense about rank and file, they're okay. FBI agents are hopelessly corrupt. Every one of them, with the exception of the whistleblowers. You care to explain to us, Peter Stryker, who's going to protect us from your thug raids of a pastor's home in the middle of the night in front of his wife and children to scare them into oblivion? Who's going to protect us from your thug FBI raids of Roger Stone's home at 2 a.m.? Who's going to protect the former president from your thug FBI raids of his home in an unconstitutional manner? Who's going to protect us from your thug crimes, Peter Strzok? Who's going to protect us from people like you who surreptitiously behind anyone's back have determined that you'll decide, you, Peter Strzok, will decide, and your FBI cronies, who will be and who will not be president. Who's going to protect us from people like you? 
We do need a unit for that. We need a unit to protect us, natural citizens, from the FBI. Because the FBI is corrupt from top to bottom and every place in between. And there isn't any doubt about that. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. All you have to do is take a look. Imagine trotting this guy out to speak about anything. And then you have one of the most delusional people on the face of the earth, and that's Gavin Newsom. People keep falling over themselves, media people, liberal media and Fox people alike. Are you going to run? When are you going to announce you're going to run? He's not going to run. But you know what he does want? He wants Biden to win, and then he wants to be in some form of cabinet position. That's what Newsom's angling for, trust me. It just dawned on me this morning listening to what you're about to hear. This is not a guy who wants to run for president. He has too many skeletons rattling around in that closet of his, and he's probably afraid that Kimberly Guilfoyle knows most of them. So he doesn't want to run. He couldn't run on his record. My God, California's a natural disaster at his doing. He can't run on uh, on anything that he's done. So what's left for him? Well, he's got to continually suck up to Biden because should Biden miraculously get elected, and that would take a miracle or an ungodly amount of cheating, then he wants to be a cabinet member. And you can tell by these inanely insane, abjectly stupid comments. Old-fashioned. I want a guy who produces results, and the results are in. It's been a master class. There's simply no administration in my lifetime that's been more effective producing more substantive results. She's the best choice. I mean, by definition, if I think this administration the last two and year, two and a half years has been one of the most outstanding administrations in the last few decades, and she's a member of that administration, she gets to lay and claim credit to a lot of that success. The answer is absolutely. <laughs> it shows you the soul of a liberal right there. Liberals don't care about lying. They'll tell any lie, no matter how tall or shallow or empty that it is, in order to get what they want. They don't care about the truth. That man could not look himself in the mirror if he had an ounce of integrity in his entire DNA, which he does not have. Because to say that Biden has conducted a master class, that this administration is the most successful in his lifetime, I don't know how old he is, but I'm sure he was alive when Reagan was president. I know he was alive when Trump was president. Hell, even Clinton, even Clinton's administration was 100,000 times more successful than this dope. This guy hasn't done anything. I said it earlier. Everything Biden and his cronies touch turns to shit. Apparently, delusional Gavin Newsom thinks record-setting inflation, record-setting prices at the grocery store, highest gas prices we've seen in years and years and years, worst economy in decades, International respect completely gone. China owning us, among others, Russia, Ukraine, Iran. Giving $6 billion to the terrorist mullahs in Iran. Can I? Should I go on? Gavin Newsom thinks that's all cool stuff. He thinks that's a master class. His word, not mine. <laughs> that is an empty soul an empty carcass relic of a human being right there. 
Gavin Newsom might have qualified himself now as a more prolific liar than Biden. Slick-backed hair. Biden's conducted a master class, and of course she should be the vice president. She should take credit for it. What exactly? Now, of course, I don't know what network was interviewing him, some liberal outpost. The simple follow-up question would have been, well, exactly what success has Biden had? And then I would have rattled off the things I just rattled off. And then after he stumbled and stammered through that, I would have said, so your real answer is nothing. And then I would have said, and what credit should Harris be taking and why? What has she done to contribute to success in this country? Since the administration we've already proven has no success, how does she fit into being one who should take credit for success? Newsom would run, and then he would call me names and everything else. That's that's what they do. Call me racist and get up and leave. (laughs) Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you today? Kevin, good morning, brother. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, I just got to say, Kevin, uh, I know you need the time off, and you deserve the time off, but, boy, it is miserable working out at the gym when you're not on the air. (laughs) Well, I it thank makes you for that. it too long. It makes it go too long. Then, you know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate that very much. I do. And I, <laughs> believe it or not, I feel kind of bad when I do take off, but I also know that if I don't, I'll lose my mind. Well, absolutely. We've all lost our minds, and uh, you know, it's probably what's keeping you sane. Anyway, Kevin, here, here's why I called. I believe a little. Uh, give, let me give you a liberal perspective. In their minds, Joe Biden is the most successful at what he's doing because their their mind is their mind is he is destroying the United States of America. That's their goal. That's their job. That's what they want to do. So they're being very successful. You and I look at success as what's better for the people of the United States and what's better for the United States. They don't look at that success. They look at what they want to do, and that's destroy this country. You know, that's, that's exactly gr- what he's doing. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, but you're right. That now they don't want you to know that that's what they're saying, but they're saying yeah. clearly the truth. He has been the most successful. He is. Uh, this is a master class at destroying the country. He is right on that. I, I I I can't believe that didn't occur to me. But man, you are on top of it. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly how I feel, and every time I get pissed off when I hear these people come on the air and say how successful and how good his administration is. And I just sit back and think, yeah, they're right. He's successful at what they want to do. And that's destroy this damn country and destroy every one of us along with it. And these communist bastards, they need to be taken out, man. They need to be taken out fast. I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is an attack on the Republic. It's an attack on democracy it's an attack on our basic rights, our fundamental rights guaranteed by the Constitution. Everything they do is an attack on all of those things, and they don't care. Yeah. That's exactly right. Like I said before, I don't mean to repeat myself, but this is the greatest failure of our military so far in our history. It is. Yeah, they should be destroying this immediately. We've destroyed communism over the years through the wars that we've had to get into, and and we're just, you know, they're just not, they're not destroying it now. They're not attacking it. They don't care. And that's just where we are, Kevin. And anyway, have a great day, buddy, and carpe diem. Steve, thanks for the call. Carpe diem to you. 
Well, Steve mentioned the military, and he's, of course, 100% right. We've got a military that refuses to do anything except become more and more woke by the day. Now, Mark Milley, the joint chairman, says, oh, no, no, our military isn't too woke. No, not at all. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not even sure what that word truly means, but um, I, I would tell you that the military I see uh, is a military that's exceptionally strong, it's powerful, it's ready. In fact, our readiness rates, the way we measure readiness is better now than they've been in years. <laughs> and we're supposed to believe him. The way we rate our readiness is better now than it's been in years. Okay, what what way do you rate your readiness? You're not woke. You're teaching critical race theory. You're giving books out to the soldiers. You're as woke as woke can be. You don't know what that word means? That tells us how stupid you are. Well, we always knew Mark Milley. Mark Milley is the fat guy in school who tells the teacher, you forgot to assign homework on a Friday as the bell is getting ready to ring for us to go home. That's that's Mark Milley. He is the suck-up. He's not a soldier. This guy's not a soldier. He's a political hack. He always has been, and he's a pig. You know, if you're supposed to be representative of the United States military, why don't you get your fat ass in shape? Try that for openers. Many generals, even as they aged, were still in great shape. Not this guy. At least give the look of readiness, because you're sure as hell not ready for anything. He claims that he shouldn't have walked across the street with President Trump when President Trump held up the Bible at the church that the liberal protesters tried to burn down, none of whom were ever sentenced to jail for that. Because that was political. He didn't blame Trump. He said he blamed himself. That's political, and I'm not a politician. He injects himself into politics every chance he can. Why is he talking about anything? You should be running the military. If you weren't a political hack... You wouldn't be giving interviews, but you're a political hack. We now hear, of course, the lie filtered out by the liberal lying media that Biden and Merrick Garland are upset with each other. Oh, wow. I'll bet they are. So we're supposed to believe that one, too. That's a whopper. Mark Levin, should we believe that one? Well, first of all, I think that story is BS. That's number one. Just remember what they tell us, that the two never speak about anything. Now you have AIDS trying to spin to put pressure on Garland. Uh, there's no freeze between the two. I mean, uh, uh, Garland has been the greatest mob attorney that the mob family could ever hope for. And what they're doing to Trump, they have two tracks. Take out the leading Republican potential nominee, which they're doing as aggressively as they possibly can with a filing on Friday to try and, believe it or not, Tell a presidential candidate he's not to talk about the case against him. I mean, if this isn't fascism, I don't know what is. And then on the other hand, his son, we've seen all this. We've covered it here uh, ad nauseum about uh, the deal. Judge had to step in, and now we get this phony story that there's some kind of uh, uh, relationship problem between the attorney general and Biden. What exactly would that be, and why would it be? So what? He's been charged on uh, gun charges. Still protects Joe Biden, as I said here three weeks ago on Hannity, that that is a ruse, and everybody else knows it's a ruse. It's clearly a ruse. We said it here on our show. Clearly a ruse. That allows for Biden to not have to openly 
subject himself to discovery. But the tax charges would have opened up that discovery. So what did they do? Let's charge him with a gun charge. We'll show that somehow we'll we'll create a story that Biden and Garland are now mad at each other because Garland allowed an indictment of his son. Remember, Biden was the guy who said he would build a firewall between the Department of Justice and the White House. Of course, that firewall burned down on day one. Biden controlled the investigations. Biden controlled the sweetheart deal, uh, the illegal deal that his son had created. Thank God for that judge. We have one judge with integrity in this country so far. One. Don't know that there aren't any more, but we've only seen evidence of one. We see evidence of another one down in Florida, but not completely yet. We saw complete evidence of that judge who looked at that Hunter Biden plea deal and said, "Uh uh-uh. No, you're not exempting yourself from guilt on further charges unrelated to your tax fraud. So if you've been shaking down foreign governments illegally, through shell companies to enrich yourself illegally, you're not exempt from prosecution on that. Oh, then we don't want this deal. Okay, goodbye. And then Biden's other bedmate, China being his primary lover, Ukraine his secondary lover, but then he has a third lover that he cheats with too, and that's Iran. And so now he's given $6 billion to them. He claims, of course, it's not taxpayer money. It's frozen assets of the Ukrainians or the Iranians. And yet it's only supposed to be used for humanitarian reasons. Okay. And the mullahs of Iran have already said, we'll use it any way we want. Of course they will. John Radcliffe, what do you make of this exchange? This is a very bad deal. It it sets a very bad precedent. It degrades our national security posture, and it degrades the national security uh, posture of our allies. Let me tell you who else's security it degrades in case people aren't paying attention. Now, if you're dumb enough to travel to Iran, you probably deserve what you get. But anybody who's in those countries is now at stake. Their lives are at stake. They will be kidnapped. They will be held for ransom, and you can't blame the Iranians. Biden just told them, hey, here's the deal. If you kidnap Americans, I'll give you anything you want. That's the way it is. That's the way it works. And that message was clear. The pallets of, what was it, $400 billion or whatever that amount was before Biden's or Obama's last day that Obama sent to the Iranians, the, the Democrats are in collusion with the Iranian government. Does anybody notice that? We keep funding, every time there's a Democrat in the White House, we keep funding Iran. They are the number one country for state-sponsored terrorism. And we keep funding their terrorism when Democrats are in charge. Does anybody else notice that? Certainly can't just be me. It's unbelievable. But there it is. Hey, but you know what? How can we feel bad when we have Sean Penn to articulate his Ukrainian position? So what we will do, Republican or Democrat, over the long term, is we're going to give them everything it takes 
short of U.S. troops on the ground there. So we should do it now because the only difference is death and destruction, more death and destruction, more separation, longer separation of families, more psychological damage, and inevitably more that will come to our shores. <laughs> there, you just you just listened to an ass. I mean, a complete ass. That uh, Wall Street Journal uh, writer, Evan Gershowitz, I believe is his name. He's still captive. The price tag for him just skyrocketed, right? I mean, the Iranians now are going to say, well, wait a minute, we got this guy. You can have him back, but <laughs> here's what we want. This time we want $10 billion. You know, I want you to release 20 of our murderers. And the Biden people will say, okay, because John Kirby said the other day his excuse for it was, this is the deal we were able to negotiate. I would agree with that. He spoke the truth for once out of that slimy mouth of his. That's the deal they were able to negotiate because they are incompetent morons. They are gutless, spineless cowards who stand up to no one. Except you and me, they stand up to us. Because they pull their guns out and their weaponization of the Department of Justice and they charge innocent Americans with seditious insurrection and conspiracy and all this other crap. Lengthy jail sentences for many innocent people, people that weren't even there. And somehow Liz Cheney and her gang of thug criminals in Washington claim Donald Trump orchestrated the protest. Because it was a protest, that's all it was. We don't live in a kangaroo court country. We live in a kangaroo country. This country is an embarrassment, a laughingstock, a joke. It is a joke. Again, I said it earlier in the show. Don't be confused. You better come to the realization real soon, real quickly, that you do not live in the country you thought you lived in. So what we will do, Republican or Democrat, over the... In my exuberance, I hit the wrong button. But hey... What about climate change? I mean, shouldn't we be talking about that? The Pope is. <laughs> the Pope, through his interpreter, was being interviewed by none other than Bill Clinton. This is classic radio gold. It's time to work together to stop the ecological catastrophe before it's too late. Thank you. Bless you. You make us all feel empowered. And perhaps that is your greatest power as as the Pope. (laughs) Did I just hear some guy who had sex with an intern in the White House say to the Pope, bless you? I think I did. And then I heard him say, mutter something like, perhaps your greatest gift Well, first of all, you've empowered all of us. Perhaps that's your greatest gift as Pope. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Catholics around the world think uh, that has nothing to do with him being Pope or shouldn't have anything to do with him being Pope. Empowering criminals like Bill Clinton. But I believe this Pope is a crook. And I believe the Catholics who worship this Pope and support this Pope are lunatics. They are somehow Svengali'd into thinking this Pope is about running the Catholic Church without corruption or without political sway. He is not. He is everything that's bad 
about being in that position. He is hopelessly political and corrupt. This is one of the most corrupt popes in the history of popedom. This is a guy who hides pedophiles, who covers up for pedophiles, who pays off victims of of their pedophiles. This is the guy who does that. And Catholics everywhere don't demand his removal. It sickens me to have ever been raised a Catholic, which is why I I, I never would claim Catholicism in in my life ever again. I'll go to a Catholic church because I love the the, the different priests that I that I know. But as far as being Catholic, I've told them they understand. This is where the rank and file does understand that their pope is a criminal. He is a criminal, and he belongs in jail right along with all the pedophiles he's protected. He is a worthless, low-ranking son of a bitch. That's what the Pope is. One of the most sickening and despicable people in the history of mankind is this Pope. And on top of all of that, he's a freaking liberal hack. But he's a pervert to begin with. Pope pervert, that's what they should call him. His greatest power as Pope is empowering me, Bill Clinton. It's hilarious. I mean, it's funny stuff. If you didn't laugh at it, you'd go insane. Speaking of laughing, this Lurch or Uncle Fester Fetterman, who's running around the Senate dressing like a drug bum, now thinks that people shouldn't care about it. Now, this is all gibberish. This is going to be hard for you to understand. But it's about his hoodies and his White socks. It looks like he just went to the gym. Of course, we know he didn't go to the gym. He might have passed by one, but he didn't enter. And this is what he thinks about the dress code of the Senate and how they should drop their dress code specifically for him. I mean, I feel it's, you know, a little more freedom, which should be bipartisanship. You know what I'm saying? So, But I don't know why the right side seems to be losing their minds over it. Like, ah, dogs and cats are living together and, you know, like the world's spinning off its axis. But, you know, I think it's a good thing. Dogs and cats are living together. Oh, I think it's a good thing. He thinks it's a good thing that he can dress like a bum. He thinks that's good. The Senate has long had a, a decorum for dress. But Schumer, the coward that he is, you ever meet a true coward? Chuck Schumer is that. He issues a statement saying, Senators are able to choose what they wear on the Senate floor. I will continue to wear a suit. Oh, we're so happy to hear that, that you will wear a suit. Except that there wasn't a code that allowed you to wear anything. You had to wear a suit. But now it's been dropped. For Fetterman's behavior. On his behalf. And here's more of his gibberish. Marjorie Taylor Greene called him a slob, which he is. And here's what he said about that, if you can understand it. Well, you know, her platform, you know, really, she runs on more and more dingling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the the, the meetings uh, over in, in the Congress. So, again, uh, I, I'm not really sure why she cares how I dress, uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. Try to figure that guy out, would you please? She runs on a dingling pick, you know, the meetings over in Congress. Hakeem Jeffries, would you care to explain that? Because you're smart. How about you, little black lesbian liar? 
You're smart. Got anything to say about Fetterman and that gibberish? She runs on a dingling pick. What, do you, what does he mean, runs on a dingling pick? You know, the meeting's over in Congress. Huh? What? So that's a senator. Now, Josh Hawley uh, is a senator from Missouri, and he's a very good speaker, and he's a very good cross-examiner. He just doesn't get anything done. But as attorney general, I would want to see him in that position, either him or Cash Patel, maybe Cash Patel. But I'd be happy with either one of them. Here's Hawley at a hearing on this ungodly censorship as he cross-examined one of Biden's hacks. This censorship was taken at the direct behest of the federal government, the direct behest of the Biden administration. Professor Knox, is this a violation of the First Amendment? Only a judge can make that determination. And a judge has. I'm glad you said that. Multiple judges. District Court, federal district court said there was a direct First Amendment Violation. Court of Appeals unanimously, three-judge panel unanimously said direct First Amendment violation. I can't think of another time in American history when the President of the United States, and I say that advisedly because the record reflects that White House officials were sending emails and communications to these companies saying that the President himself wanted the censorship. So you've got the government doing exactly what Professor Knox said is not permitted under the First Amendment, directly coercing the speech of private parties, and not just one or two authors, but parents all across the country, unprecedented in the history of this nation. So I'm glad we're having this hearing today. I hope that we will have more like it to expose the censorship happening at the highest levels of our government. That was all in regards to the censoring on social media platforms of any conservative thought, any conservative information, the Hunter Biden laptop, all coerced by the Biden people. But in addition, here's the stunning part. Every single one of those social media platforms went for it. They obeyed like the dutiful, corrupt soldiers that they are. They all conspired to censor everyday people, parents, as you heard Holly talk about, At school board meetings, everybody was censored thanks to the Biden corrupt Nazi regime. If you're a liberal and you still think you aren't supporting Nazis, you're a Nazi. Then we have another uh, police officer shot point-blank range by a thug who cowered, who pulled up next to him at a stoplight and murdered him in Las Vegas. James Craig is the former police chief of Detroit. I love this guy. As a black man in Detroit, he took discipline and the law and followed it. You know, it's shameful. It's shameful. And and these young, evil individuals that are engaged in this kind of behavior, they're doing it because there are no consequences. And you look at this and then uh, the jurisdiction holds on to the video for what, a month? Uh, That's not how you work with the media. No, it's not. But once again, corruption in the police departments around this country is at an all-time high. We know that. 
Oprah Winfrey lives in Maui. She lives up on the highlands of Maui, so she looked down on the fires, as Oprah Winfrey does to everyone. And now she claims that she makes a lot of noise. Uh, she has a lot of mouthing to do about starting some sort of a fund to give directly to the Maui residents of Lahaina whose lives were turned upside down by government uh, crimes. This was a government-induced fire. We know that now. But no one will be made to pay for it except the poor innocent victims. So Oprah wants to act as though she's some benevolent uh, person and makes a lot of claims about social media liars uh, jumping on her, but no evidence. All of the online, uh, you know, being slander and slammed, attacks, attacks, lies, conspiracy theories really took the focus off of what was the most important thing. And that was the people of Maui. OK, so we thought starting the fund with 10 million dollars would be a great idea because any of, any of us who've ever been to any benefit, you know, you go to a benefit and somebody gives $10 million, that's called a good night. Yeah. Right. So we right. thought $10 million, we start off the fund, we'll do what Dolly did, get other people to give money, and then we'll put it directly into the people's bank accounts. I was so excited. I was yeah. so excited about it. It's still and, a good idea. And then I got up the next morning. You still should be. Yeah. I was so excited. I got up the next morning and I saw all of this vitriol and I was like, whoa, what happened here? What happened here is people like you, who are a supporter of pedophiles and rapists, like that Hollywood director that you are so cozy with, people like you who have lied repeatedly through your teeth, you are not believed. That's what happened. So when you claim you want to help people, you have multi-billions of dollars of your own. Why don't you toss in your money? You want everybody else to toss in theirs. It sounded like she and The Rock were going to give $5 million apiece. $5 million? You're worth multiple billions of dollars. And she's delusional that she helped cause people to disbelieve her. And I still think it's a really strong idea. Yeah. Dolly Parton was right. Putting money directly into the hands of the people yeah. is a significant thing. And the model that's been created, I will say that as of today, 2,200 people have been cleared and verified. And those people are going to get a notice from the People Fund of Maui and going to have the money. And it's working. It made account. me deeply mad. It made you deeply sad. made me sad yeah, that we're at this state in our country, right. you know. Right. Right. Yeah. No, everything, everything leads to this kind of polarization, even, yeah. even serving other people. But here's the point. Here's Oprah's point. If you take your time, your money, your resources, your life, and you give the love that other people need, especially in their times of need, that is the secret of happiness. Happiness is love. There it is for you, folks. Happiness is love. So you're those people who've lost everything. And now you're supposed to know that if you just love, everything will be okay. You'll be happy. Love those government people in Maui who caused the fire, who then withheld water to put the fires out. You're supposed to love them, and you'll be happy. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, we're going to end on Whoopi Goldberg, leaving it clear how people like her lie all the time. 
She tries to hide behind the guise of comedy, but then again, she's not funny. She is a political hack who works on a political show who daily makes comments one dumber than the next, none verified, none backed up by any morsel of evidence, ends up having to backtrack or apologize repeatedly for her stupidity, and now claims that her lies are all a form of comedy. That's what we do. We tell stories and then we embellish them. If you're going to hold a comic to the point where you're going to check up on their stories, you have to understand a lot of it is not the exact thing that happened because why would we tell exactly what happened? It ain't that interesting. And that's our job. A seed of truth, sometimes the truth and sometimes total BS. Sometimes total BS. That's okay with Whoopi. Worse than that, that's okay with her bosses. The people at ABC think it's okay to just tell BS. Claim it was comedy. But then again, it's a political show and there's nothing funny about Oprah. Or excuse me, Whoopi or Oprah. Either one of them. Neither one of them funny. Neither one of them have ever been funny. But they lie. And she just told you that they lie. And she's not ashamed of it. In fact... She kind of digs herself for it, I thought. It's the way these liars are, though. And they are pathological liars. It almost gets to the point where you just want to smack yourself and say, am I really hearing this? Is this really what they say? I've got something to say about our good friends at Window World. They're simply the best for less, and that's not just a slogan. They back it up. All you have to do is call them. You want an in-house estimate free? Have them come to your house for free. They'll tell you what they got. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. We've saved you the effort of comparing the prices of Window World to others. They're the preferred window of the Blues. They're the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. At Window World, they use double-strength glass in their in their windows. That allows them to give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. And they offer 18 months same as cash financing with approved credit. How can they do all that? Well, as I mentioned, they do it because of that warranty and that double strength glass. But as I mentioned, they also price it right. And and we've done the work for you. Our listeners have done the work for you. Had a text the other day. Met a guy from Window World yesterday at our home. Very nice. They are the lowest bid we have received. Lowest bid we have received. Unbelievable, isn't it? He said, we met with two other companies. They were about $13,000 less than the next closest. That's a huge difference, he said. You're darn right it is. How amazing is that? But that's what we've been telling you here. That's what we've been telling you. And that's pretty amazing. $13,000 difference. So we're not kidding when we talk about Window World. We're telling you the truth. All you have to do is call them for the free and home estimate, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. Why not get the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Chiefs? I have them in my house. And your utilities should come down. Mine did. My utilities came down. That's because Window World Windows 
do not allow for the cool air in the summer to escape and the hot air to come in and vice versa in the winter. In addition, your furnace and your air conditioner won't be running 24-7, so you won't have to buy new ones. That's a big ticket item. 314-993-1800. That is Window World. All right, let's take a quick break. We're coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. As the snow flies On a cold and gray Chicago morning A poor little baby child is born in the ghetto And his mama cries Cause if there's one thing that she don't need It's another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto Don't you understand? The child needs a hand up in the hand. He's gonna be an angry young man someday. I take a look at you and me. I went to a blind machine. Do we simply turn our heads and look the other way? Well, the world turns. A hungry little boy with a red nose Plays in the street as the cold wind blows In the ghetto And his hunger burns So he starts to roam the streets at night And he learns how to steal And he learns how to fight in the ghetto Back in, Kevin Slayton with you on this Tuesday morning. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court, 
On KevinSlaytonShow.com, don't forget the podcast is here. Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, a little bit later on today. And, of course, our sports show, our Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com sports show is on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com at noon today, Central Time, noon to 2, and then we'll have the podcast on all the same platforms, including 590TheFan.com after that show. Our good friends at STL-Cars.com want to make your week a good one. If you're looking for a car, used, new, car, SUV, truck, doesn't matter. They've got it all. All you have to do is go to the website, stl-cars.com. That's it. And then look at all of the cars and trucks and SUVs, over a 1,000 of them. Pick the one you want. Then call or text 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. They're locally owned and operated right there in Ellisville off Manchester Road. And he will use his vast inventory around the country to get that for you. Tell him you want the price. There's the price I want, Don. Here's what I want. Here's the price I want to pay. What can you do? I've purchased three vehicles through him through the years. My son just got an SUV. Folks, it's the way to go. We don't beat our heads against the wall going dealership to dealership to dealership. Spending seven hours to buy a car on a Saturday when you could be watching football. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. Call or text. Tell them, here's what I want. Here's what I want to pay. All right, Cleo is up. Good morning, Cleo. How are you? Oh, good morning, Kevin. How's it going? It's going great. Back uh, at it for the first day. Overslept this morning. My alarm didn't go off. That I don't know. I can't master the alarm clock very well when I inadvertently unplug it and then I have to set it up again. I'm not. I'm not well versed, even though it tells me that it's going to go off and it didn't go off. Well, we all do that once in a while, you know. You, I excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, magnificent show as always. Thanks for pointing out so many things, but uh, I wish I wish you wouldn't bring up Whoopi all the time. It does kind of make you vomit, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> hey, she is sickening. She's, she looks like a bug. Oprah's pretty sickening, too, except nobody could be as hideous as, as Whoopi. <laughs> no, nobody. Hey, how about this Deshaun Watson, a quarterback getting flagged for two personal fouls and pushing the official? Well, he also got flagged for two uh, face mask penalties, a quarterback. What is right. a quarterback doing grabbing people's face masks? It's never happened before. You know, I wonder, how, I wonder if that Cleveland owner who sold his soul for this guy right. paid him ungodly amounts of money after 27, I think, women had claimed he raped them. I mean. 20, yeah, it, 24 assaults on women. 24. And yet they signed him. He's not that good. That's number one. <laughs> Yeah, this is they need to examine this owner's brain for going for him. Well, it's like I've said, you know, college coaches will recruit and sign any player that can play, and they'd run over their mother to do so, no matter his character, no matter what a thug he could be. It doesn't matter to them. Can he help me win a game and make another million dollars? That's all coaches care about. I used to think coaches cared about kids or cared about developing yeah. young men. Some do. I'm not. I'm not saying all. Some do. Some are just there to teach and. Uh, forge great relationships through life. But so many of them just want money. They don't hold their players accountable. I can guarantee you this. You wouldn't catch Nick Saban's players doing the kinds of things that I saw Colorado State's players do or Luther Burden at Missouri do. If they did, they'd either be off the team or suspended. What did Luther do? There's a video that's going viral of him 
dropping one F-bomb after another at the Kansas State players as they walked off the field Saturday, screaming at the top of his lungs like a caged animal, every F-bomb and combination of F-words that you can imagine. Well, that's terrible. Eli needs to grab him by the face mask. Well, somebody needs to grab Eli by the face mask, by his hillbilly head, and shake some sense (laughs) into him, but that's impossible. I promise you nothing will be done about this at Missouri. Nothing. They they got to do something. If he did that, that's that's horrible. Well, he did it. I've seen the video. Yeah, yeah, I believe you. But uh, anyway, this pervert Watson, he's taking his his life is in danger now. They're going to break. Somebody's going to break his legs. If he gets a reputation for trying to intimidate defenses, somebody will break his leg. Yeah, I, I, I would I would think that's going to happen, uh, but we'll, we'll see. You know, I mean, we we think you and I think in a common sense way. Sadly, common sense has taken a permanent vacation in this country. Yeah. So so. Uh, <laughs> So what's the name? Luther unleashing the f bombs. I guess he's taking the cue from uh, Tashara Jones, huh? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, this is even worse. When you when you see this video, uh, you will understand what I mean. But it's 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 even worse. And there's no school that should put up with it. There's no football team that should put up with it. Uh, East St. Louis proud, I guess, is what he's trying to tell us. Well, they need to come out with some sort of word on it. Some sort. Of- some sort of penalty or discipline. I don't care how good the guy is. He is great. He runs like a horse, man. He is great. I'm not so sure he is. I, I, I have seen many receivers much better than him. Uh, this guy has, you know, he, he gained 114 yards Saturday, and Missouri people act as though he set some sort of a record. This guy, uh, has, I think he's hit 100 yards receiving two times in his career so far. That should be the yardstick. You know, this this guy has been an unmitigated disappointment. And yeah. perhaps it's the coach for not using him properly. I don't know. But the fact is he hasn't produced. Well, I, I, I got to differ with you, Dad. I think the guy's tremendous. Last year, well, what do you base that on, though? Well, you can disagree with me, but what do you base it on? I just look at the man's runs and look at his performance. Look at his runs. Look he at his runs performance. Like a deer. He runs do you know like how, many, how, how, many yards, how many yards do you think uh, – he he gained last year receiving. It, it wasn't a great deal. They didn't use him that much. He was learning, okay? Learning? He was a freshie. He was a freshie. Well, other freshmen other freshmen set records. I'm not saying he, sh- he shouldn't uh, be able to uh, be a mediocre player. I'm just saying all this glorification of a guy who hasn't accomplished a damn thing. And I I'll mean make a bet with you, Kevin. I'll make a bet with you, Kevin. At the end of the year, he will be all conference first team. I bet well, you. What does that out. mean? That doesn't mean anything to me. That means okay. media people all who right. don't know a damn thing are voting. That's all that means. Here's what all I'm right. going to tell yeah. you. He's played. Um, let, me, let me go back to last year because I'm going to get his total uh, career stats. Last year, this great recruit, supposedly the best recruited receiver in the country, gained 375 yards receiving. 375 yards receiving. A lot of reasons for that was every time Brady go back for a pass, he was harassed. Well, I'm just telling you the facts. I don't need excuses. I'm just telling you the facts. His longest gain last year receiving uh, was 35 yards, one catch. He averaged eight yards a reception last year. That's pedestrian by any measure. Now, we'll see what he does this year. 
Maybe they'll throw it to him more. So far, he's on pace to catch more than he did last year. So somebody may have gotten to them and said, okay, if this guy is so good, we better use him. But let's find out. My point is this. He hasn't done anything yet. He might end up being spectacular. But so far, all this, all these claims are, are falling on deaf ears as far as I'm concerned. He's done nothing except show that he's a ghetto thug. That's what he's shown. All right, let's get, let's get off the sports angle. We don't agree on sports very much anyway. Let's get on the Frankenstein Fetterman angle. Did you see Gutfeld last night? I did not see it last night, but we played a couple of clips of of, of the uh, of Uncle Fester talking about his dress <laughs> in the Senate. He has no shame. But again, as I've said so many times, you cannot shame liberals because they don't have any kind of standard. True. Yeah, they're trying to downgrade every standard there is, every righteous standard. You know, dressing up, proper decorum to hell with that. We don't need that. No, nope. you know, you know, just embarrass the entire state of Pennsylvania, which, by the way, should be embarrassed. Yeah, I know. But you probably can't shame them either. Gutfeld made a magnificent point. He compared him to Frankenstein also, as I do. But he said at least Frankenstein had decorum. If you ever seen Frankenstein, he always has a suit on. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that is true. Frankenstein never, never had a hoodie or... Shorts or these uh, look like 30-year-old white socks pulled halfway up his leg like a freaking 90-year-old man. Yeah, <laughs> At least Frankenstein had some decorum. He had <laughs> more decorum than, 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 than his name saying, Frankenstein Fetterman, I tell you. And, I, you know, Frankenstein, you know, he's always uh, – or Fetterman, he's always working out. That's why he's uh, – that's why he's got that hoodie on and all that. He's always at the gym. He's got to get rid of those man boobs, Kevin. I'm telling you, the only gym this guy's ever been to is Jim Smith's house. He's never been to a real gym. If he has, he was there to gawk, which is probably accurate, too. I mean, can you imagine abuse that would be heaped upon him if he was a conservative Republican? Can you imagine? Oh, it would be it would be incredible. He'd be a slob. He'd be, How can you dare disrespect the United States Senate? All of the things that are true would have been said about him, but they won't be said about him by the liberals. No, 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 no. They'll excuse it, as Schumer already has. I, I watched a debate between him and Oz, the whole thing, and I tried to be neutral. It, it was a massacre. And my liberal friends just say, well, Oz, he's, he's a terrible candidate. Fetterman was a moron. He's a complete moron. He never should be elected. He's a disgrace to this country. And Oz might not have been a great candidate, but he was better than Fetterman. Because, as you point out, Fetterman's a disgrace to the entire country. Oz debated like an, like a pro. He, de- he had all the facts. He debated like he's even better debated than Trump. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about that. He might have been smoother, but nobody told the truth better than Trump. And nobody well, called people out better than Trump. But uh, but Oz was a flawed candidate, but still better than than um, Fetterman, without question. Not even close. Well, yeah. The difference between the IQs and, and two of them is, is rather a big hole. Yeah, and yeah, you could put you could build a Walmart between the two. And yeah. and one you could actually understand. He had cogent remarks. He's smart. The other one is just a bumbling, gibberish laced idiot. And that's who the Democrats like to elect. People like themselves. Yeah, as long as it votes on their side. Oh yeah. All right, Cleo, we gotta run. All right. Okay. See you later. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Welcome back. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up for this morning. We're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock Central Time and, of course, at noon today on our sports show. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. 
Love you, Mom. So long, uh, love you, Maureen. So long, everyone. Uh-huh.